Hi, and welcome to the Man Myth Podcast, episode 15. Just want to say thank you to everybody for sticking with us and listening to uh, listening to the podcast or watching the podcast if you watch it on YouTube or um, and just supporting us in general. It's been really awesome to, to get to know everybody and, and, re- and see the interaction between everybody and um, it's just been a, a really fun experience so far. We had a great time with Alex last week. We'll definitely be having her on again. So, how have you been, Pops? Doing well, doing well. Um, a lot of life still happening, which is which is fine. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, highlights for the highlights for the week is getting a lot of rest. Two times this week, I've slept until about six o'clock, which is very unusual. Um, <clears throat> I know that's late for you. Yeah, it is. And to start doing the the cold showers, the cold. I'm trying to find a plunge bucket, <clears throat> and then I'll start doing that too. Starting to get this old body moving again. <clears throat> but yeah, it's been a it's been an okay week. Nothing. Too exciting. Nothing too crazy. Getting closer to coming up there and seeing you guys. Yeah, the kids are so excited. They can't wait. We got a like chiropractic seminar this weekend, Ooh, which nice. is after 30 years of doing them, they're kind of. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's all, all good. <clears throat> yeah. Been outside with the pups walking a lot since I'm not working. Good, good. Some exercise. Getting ready to try to figure out what we're going to do with the llamas. Oh, yeah. Keep me busy. Jack Jack's crazy. (laughs) He just never slows. It's just so funny. Yeah. Well, he's the baby. He's Chet from From Santa Claus. Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) It just. That I don't, don't, that's what I hear every time I see him running by. <laughs> good, it's a good. Wow. They're fun. All right. <clears throat> so this week we're going to be discussing keeping score and its effect on self and relationships. Um, this can apply to just about. I mean, like I said, it can apply to relationships. It can apply to even ourselves. And we'll walk through some of these things even more um, as we go along. But um, the main the main thing that I see with that is it just it creates a division. And, you know, it's very obvious that they do it in sports because they have divisions in sports. So <laughs> um, the, the problem is changing your relationship either with yourself or with others into a competition. And sometimes with self, it can be 
it could actually be it could be a good thing because it's just you. It's hard to divide you. But when we get into certain situations where it becomes a negative competition or negative scoring more than positive scoring, then that could actually be very detrimental for the self also. Oh yeah, for sure. I can I can definitely see that. So I, I did some research. I was looking up some of this. A keeping score, I guess, is a, a Dan and Shay with Kelly Clarkson song. Um, I listened to it a little bit, but it didn't hold my interest too much because uh, I was in a hurry. Dan and Shay song. Oh, sorry. I was in a hurry to do some other things, <clears throat> um, <laughs> like anything else. <laughs> then listen to a Dan and Shay song. I didn't. I didn't even know. What, didn't even know who it was. I thought they were covering Kelly Clarkson. I don't know, but. I guess you know, she's one of I just want to ask his favorite bands. And I don't, everybody out here who's listening, all 25 of you, I don't really have a problem with Dan and Shay. <laughs> I'm being silly. This will be the one yeah. that goes viral, and Dan and <laughs> Shay will go. be listening in. <laughs> we'll have to have them on. Um, but yeah, the, I think the, a couple things that I really wanted, wanted to th- throw out is that how much it divides in a relationship. And it doesn't just have to be husband, wife, it could be friends, it could be acquaintances, work people, work relationships, um, because it does come down to, in essence, tit for tat. You go from, right. I, I did this, you should do this, we do this, I did this last week, you need to do it this week, mm-hmm. and we put a lot of energy into holding on to that instead of instead of just doing it. Um, if it's taking out the trash and you see that the trash isn't taken out, you could just take it out. Right. right? It's not like you need to go through the chalk markup. You need to have a chalkboard that just says little lines on it. It's like, okay, that's one for you. But that's kind of how silly it can get, but it can actually be very detrimental to a relationship. It's almost like um, giving each other gold stars. But the gold stars are every time you did something the other person was supposed to do. It's the or, reverse or, gold star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving each other black stars. So when yeah, when we when we start keeping score in a relationship, it just turns it into a competition. And the competition actually can be um it's it's pretty severe. It can be pretty devastating, like I said, on a relationship. But the main thing that I see with that is how it there's certain things I see that it divides. It decreases effective communication. And I think it makes there's a feeling of an inequality and it could be even superiority in some cases. Um, some people that through the research I was doing, they when they feel like they're carrying more of the responsibility, they feel like they're being let down. And in, in some cases, in, in a lot of cases, again, um, they start withholding things that they would normally do in a relationship. And then it's, it's a, the communication becomes nonverbal. And then that's where it really, again, becomes very dangerous. Right. Well, and I feel like sometimes the nonverbal stuff is worse than the verbal stuff. Um, especially when people start pulling away and 
Um, <clears throat> I think that's the divisive thing because if you're always keeping score, or you're always it's always oh well, I did this or I did that. It's all it's never going to end up with anything getting solved or anybody quote unquote winning because you're both going to lose in the end. And that's not just for like you said, not just for significant others. It's for <clears throat> whoever any relationship that you're keeping score in. Um, but like it's it's like an an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Like the, you're just going to keep going after each other. <clears throat> it's not going to help anything. No, and it, it could it it's like a big egg on a tire. It's just not going to go away until it's things change. Tires changed. Going to keep doing that. And I think a lot of times <clears throat> we get into this, the tolerators. We don't have very good boundaries to start with, which is part of it. But we also get into these tolerators that every time we see something, it it creates that feeling again. And what I mean, what I mean by that is <clears throat> if in, in the relationship with myself, let's say, and, and we'll just kind of go there. Because I'm right currently living here alone, the I'll, I'll be walking through the house and I'll see something that needs to be picked up and I'll walk by it. And I'll come back and I'll walk by it again. I'm like, man, why don't I just bend over and pick that <laughs> up? And <clears throat> so at some point, I, I mean, I do, but it's just the noticing of how that thing, whatever it is, continues to return. Um, so that feeling of like, just it's a second to bend over and pick it up. And then I get into some, you can get into some, you know, um, bad self-talk or why don't you just do this? It's late, you know, all these things. Right. But it's also can be in how you are with your, how you eat or individually, how you do your work or connect with people or withdraw from people. And I think that's when we're working with this man myth and trying to get people to understand, to communicate, it's even with yourself, be truthful with yourself. Um, because it is, a, there is a point where we need to actually hear the truth. Sometimes it may not be pretty. Right. <clears throat> because what we're doing is not good for us. Right. And in the internal dialogue, we can actually, you know, suck it up or what, what's going on? What, why are you doing this? Just having these conversations with yourself <clears throat> or with coworkers or the spouse or brothers and sisters, that kind of thing. It's all in the relationship. Right. So. Yeah. Keeping score with yourself is is another way of really downing yourself. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like you have to be able to effectively communicate with yourself before you're going to be able to effectively communicate with anybody else. And if you're going to keep score with yourself, then you're probably going to keep score with others. And it's just one of those things that it's a slippery slope to start keeping score because then there's no end. There's no end in sight. 
just going to keep happening. Both of you are going to be unhappy and it's going to, like you said, the egg on the tire, you got to egg on the tire. It's not going to go away. It's either going to explode or it's going to get, you're going to, like you said, you're going to change the tire. It's one of those two. Now, a lot of, again, with, with self competition, again, because it's your, it's you, you can actually use it as a positive to motivate and to, because there's only one name on the scoreboard. If we right. keep it as positive, then we're okay. But if we start throwing the negatives in there, things that we don't, we don't do right. And those become heavier and heavier. Then that's where it becomes detrimental. If we kept score, like say, because you want to measure goals or, you know, things that you want to have happen. So if you say, you know, I'm going to do five pull-ups today and I'm going to do 10 next week. That's, that's a positive way of looking at it because it's not, you're keeping score, but you're also, like I said, you're the only one on the scoreboard. So it doesn't really matter. Right. But I mean, um, also keeping score with each other, even or in a relationship with someone else, it could be detrimental, even if you're trying to do it positive with yourself. Like you said, there's only you on the scoreboard. So there's, there's no competition, but even if you and your spouse or you and a friend are like, Oh, I did this nice thing for them. They haven't done any of this nice thing for me yet. It, It could still be divisive in that way. Um, but it's just nice. It's good to see that others and yourself can be different. It's just different ways of handling things. Yeah. And I think sometimes when the scores are being kept and it's not, there's not an agreement to it. There's assumptions. Right. Right. So when we go into assumptions without communication, then like, Tell, you know, asking somebody, can you have, could you vacuum the floor, you know? And right. the other way to look at it is somebody comes out and sees the floors are dirty. They like, why didn't they vacuum the floor? Right. Because that doesn't, if you ask, that decreases the likelihood that you're going to have a, an out of exchange going on. <clears throat> right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> And it also, like we talked about the communication thing, that because at, at some point, and, and I've heard people in relationships that, that I work with, and I've heard coworkers and, and, and employees, and they're like, I just don't say anything more because it never does any good, right? Well, that's not going to help anything. That, yeah, it doesn't. It, it increases the... It really increases the opposition and it increases the distance between people. But it also, as we talk about boundaries, because boundaries would be like, okay, I'm what my, I've got the trash and I'll take it out this time. And, or if you need to take it out earlier, just let me know kind of thing. Um, so if it's, you know, halfway full or something like that. It also has the other person say, listen, it's not full yet, but we did onions and garlic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you pop Sometimes that Sometimes you need to. Right. But just assuming that they're going to be able to smell that 
because it's annoying you yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're not taking it out doesn't need to be a, a comp, you know, it doesn't need to be a thing. You can just ask. And I think that's where you start to set the boundaries. Um, and boundaries are really good. They protect the person and we will get into boundaries in another one at some point, but it also brings people together even though you would think boundaries might keep people apart, it actually brings them together in an understanding of what they need to do <clears throat> or the other person wants them to do. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, it also helps the other person know, uh, like it, uh, have a little insight into you. You know what I mean? Like you set these boundaries, they understand what you expect and, and, what you what you want out of like the relationship or how your viewpoints are because ash and i have the same thing like sometimes there'll be something in the trash and i'll put like five or six things in there and she'll open it up once and be like oh this stinks can you take it out yeah that's fine i'm not going to take it out because it doesn't bother me right it's just a waste of a trash bag. But if it's bothering you, then it's not the waste, not a waste of a trash bag to take it out. (laughs) But I mean, I feel, I think Ash and I used to, used to do a lot of keeping score with each other in the negatives, but we've, we've grown past that. I mean, we've, we've gone through so much in the 12 years we've been together. It's, it's insane that we're still together, but we, we make it work and we, um, Somehow she loves me still. Um, I think she's a little nutty, but hey. What do you think is the main thing that you guys did to overcome the scorekeeping? Um, to tell you the truth, I think it, it like you said, it, it divided us. And it divided us so far we, we could tell that it had, that we weren't as we were or as we even wanted to be at that stage in our relationship. Um, also the kids, kids help you a lot when it comes to patience and understanding someone else's viewpoint and things like that. So just, I think it was after we had the kids, it was easier for her to say, could you do this? Or uh, me to say, Hey, you know, is this what you want or is this what you want? It makes you have to be a little bit more fluid in yourself. You can't be so have such a strict regimen. It's because I feel like when at first it, or during that time, it was like a immovable object being hit by an unstoppable force. We were both just so stubborn. Neither one of us wanted to give an inch because we thought that the other one would just take a mile so it was right. just one of those things that it was just like butting heads and like, no, this is the right way. This is the right way. No, this is, no, this is. So, I mean, we have a lot more compromise now. I mean, even to something, even with something as simple as like the dishwasher, <clears throat> I don't like unloading it. She doesn't like loading it. It's perfect. I load the dishwasher. She unloads <laughs> it. It's just little stuff like that, that like opened up a big gateway, like coming to a compromise with little stuff like that opened and just kept going to bigger and bigger and bigger stuff. Like right now I stay up late with the baby. 
Most of the time, the baby still sleeps, but I'm up just in case she gets up until I mean, I stay up until like twelve or one, and then go to bed. Um, but Ash never like I hear guys with hor- not horror stories, but complaining about oh, my wife expects me to get home and help take care of the kids and help do this and help do that. I'm just tired. Well, first of all, you had the kids too, so they are your responsibility. But, I mean, I have days when I get home and I tell Ash, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I've had a rough day. And she's like, okay, I got the kids. Just relax. Don't worry. But if I can, like today I got home and Ash needed a shower. She hadn't been able to get a shower all day. So I took Tully. I said, go take a shower. It's just little stuff like that. If she hadn't, if she hadn't asked, and I'm coming full circle here. If she hadn't asked me to take Tully or told me that she didn't, get a shower that she wanted a shower and wasn't able to get one, then I would have never known, but she could have been like, Oh, he didn't even ask if I showered today or if I got totally, or if I needed help. Like, it's just those little things that I think help us keep an even playing field because we're not keeping score. Cause we both know that we are doing our best in our perspective roles in the relationship. Yeah. I think what was really cool is one of the things that you said was, and, and it was a point that really sparked with me was when you said the other person, the, the person, one person was afraid if they gave an inch, the other person would take a mile. And I think that's, that's from past experiences of things that have happened in their lives. And it doesn't, it doesn't just go away. And when I, it, it brought up a, um, a situation, one of the times that, uh, in, at work, and one of the ladies in the workforce came up, and it was funny because I'd just given her what her responsibilities were. She'd been working with us for three or four months, and I, you know, it's tough now for people, and we talked about this last time, Alex, for them to put their cell phone down, even if it's at work. And <clears throat> excuse me, so I was, I walked in, I was like, did you? And she was on, she was on the phone and I was like, have you done this yet? And she looked at me, this is my, one of my favorite lines of any, of any time. She goes, you know, if I did everything you want me to, I'd be busy all day. What? She said that to you? She said, but it, that's, that's, that's the mindset, right? <sighs> it was right. like, even though she had what she was supposed to do, we had set the boundaries there's still times and, and there's also negative boundaries and not necessarily boundaries, but barriers because they're, they're immovable for some people because they get to a certain point of when they're, they've kept score so long, they just get tired of it. So then they start like, okay, I'm just going to leave the trash forever until they take it out. <laughs> right. And then just stuffing it in there and stuffing it in there. And then they just get more mad and more mad and more mad. For days sometimes, when it could have been a 15-second pull it out, yep. take it in, and just let go of it. <clears throat> so we get tested. We get tested like that <clears throat> in relationships and in employment, uh, friendships sometimes. It's a place where it, it's just it's a bad place to be when you're in that, in that situation. Once that starts, the competition starts. It's not like in sports, there's quarters. 
right? It'd be like every six hours, you just get a whistle blow and you get a, a 15-minute <laughs> get a break to do another game plan, like right on the chalkboard. Yeah. Okay, you're going to go over here and do trash. I'm going to go over here and, do, and have, you know, I, I sometimes people talk about it, and I've heard this, people talk about it, other couples talking about this. And they laugh about it. And I was, and I asked, I said, if that happens, do you laugh at yourself about it? They get quiet. Like, yeah. no, it's not funny when it's <laughs> us. No, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, I loved when you said that because it is one of those things that I can understand people thinking if I, if I do this or the repetitiveness of it and, and, and not acknowledging the growth of somebody, you know, um, they always do this or they always do that. We knew how I am about those, those words. Absolutes. The absolutes are absolutely appalling. <laughs> <clears throat> but when we get into the mindset and, and in the energy work that I do, when you have that mindset, you can actually help create the situation. And if you've ever listened to some of the, the self help gurus, they talk about put put inside your mind what you want and it shows up and it isn't just positive stuff right Right. it's also negative stuff so when you start changing the relationship from that to a competition it's hard it's hard to stay positive sometimes but it also there's also things that you have to do to overcome it and Like you said, the biggest thing for you guys is communication. Right. Is and being feeling safe enough to ask for what you need. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's a it's not an easy thing because even no matter how much you love someone or, or get to know them, being vulnerable, I feel like is is the problem. I don't have a problem asking for help. Because I'm asking somebody for help, I have a problem asking because the vulnerability and the and the fear of them thinking I'm a failure or that I can't do something or that I'm less of a person because I need, oh, well, I need help with this or I need help with that. or um, It's just vulnerability, I feel like, for me at least, <clears throat> is a huge thing that is hard to get past. And... That's something I still I still work with every day, um, even at work. Asking for help, it's not the fact that I'm asking somebody for help. It's the fact that I'm worried about what that's going to open up, um, criticism wise and, and judging wise, um, which I try not to even worry about. But it's still like sometimes in the back of my mind because it was so ingrained in me that if I asked for help or if I asked a question or if I fail or if I didn't, I don't want to say fail because failed's such a strong term, but if I didn't succeed in the task that I had at hand, um, that just meant I was going to get ridiculed. I was going to get, you get worried about losing your job. You get worried about what rumors are going to start going around. It's just like all these things build up and that's part of my anxiety that I deal with is dealing with that on a daily basis and making sure that I get past those barriers and that I don't, 
see asking for help or asking for what I need as a sign of failure or vulnerability. It's just a, another phase of life. But like you said, it's like a boundary. Like sometimes you have to set them even if they're, even if they're uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, and thanks for opening up about that because it is something that I think that works with this because you're keeping, you're keeping score with the past. Right. Right. So when, when we're talking about things and I'm, one of the worst at asking for help. And when I do people about pass out, but I I've really, really done (laughs) much better at it lately. And I didn't realize how much support I had until I did reach out. And I think that's, again, that was me keeping score with the past because if I didn't do it again, Something in me would say, you know, you can do this, just do it. But it's not, it's so much more in actuality when you ask for help. Right. Right. So I was doing some work on the deck and I asked my neighbor, Kevin, to come down. I was like, hey, can you come down and I need to help some help with picking these things up? Because I mean, I could have done it probably 10 years ago. I would have done it. But it was all those things where I didn't really want to do it, right? right? I wanted, I needed some help, and he's always he's a construction guy, so he comes down, and we start doing it, and I'm watching him, and like he does this all the time, right? And we were doing we were doing the deck screws or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Weird, and I just looked at him, and his like. It was so funny. It was such an epiphany. He had the screws in his le- like you know had the the belt on with the pockets. Mm-hmm. He had the screws in the left side, I think. And it and I had him in my right, so I'd have to <laughs> move my <laughs> move it to my other hand, grab a screw, put it down, put it down, yeah. grab it again, grab it. and I was like, I didn't know. Like it didn't make me feel foolish. It just no. made me feel like, man, <laughs> I just I learned something <laughs> that's super, super easy <laughs> and watched like this guy that does it all the time do it. And I was just like, oh, okay. And it cuts, it cuts the time down in, in half. And he, you know, it's like, yeah. he puts his pencil in the same spot all the time and he does all this stuff. And I was like, cause I'm always looking for the pencil. You know? <laughs> I lay it down here, there. So I just, I watched this, I watched him and I didn't, again, in that relationship, I could have kept score and said, oh, dude, he's, you know, I'm doing this bad. I'm doing this bad. I'm doing this bad. He's doing this good. That wasn't anything to how I felt. It was more like, dude, you just saved me (laughs) hours, hours of work, (laughs) hours of work. You can go home now. I don't need help anymore. (laughs) I got it now. I'm good. Um, but it was just it was just funny how simple something like that was. And Jeff was here and he was doing the same thing. And I just watched these guys that do this because I don't do this, you know. I guess right. it's the same thing as if people come and watch me adjust or something. Um, well, I have a similar story to that. So, oh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> well, before I forget, um, so we have a thing called Traveler on an Elevator. It's like a, a flat piece, right? And then all the wires are in and it's got this rubber shielding on it. But you have to strip back the rubber shielding to get it through, like, conduit and 
trough and everything. Well, I was watching the helpers one day and I was like, why are you doing it like this? And they're like, this is how I was taught to do it. I was like, well, let me show you how I do it. I think it's easier if you don't think it's easier than just keep doing it this way. But this way is a lot like less, less hassle. And they're like, okay, whatever. So I showed them how to do it. And that by the time I didn't realize it, but by the time I had gotten, I had stripped to where I was supposed to strip and showed them the whole process. I turn around and all the elevator guys are just standing there. Like that, that's how you do it. I was like, yeah, they're like, it took you five minutes. I was like, yeah. They're like, I've been doing it the complete opposite way, the completely different way. It's so much simpler that way. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what to tell you, but that's, I, I always listen to advice that's given to me. Um, especially like when you're in an apprenticeship, that's like your whole job is to learn. So when I was in my apprenticeship, I really like, I was really lucky. I had a lot of really good mechanics that taught me a lot. But I took bits and pieces from each of those mechanics and started doing things like finding my own way of doing things. And I'd find one mechanic did something that was easier for me one way. And so I was like a meld of all these good mechanics. But it was just it's I was lucky and to be able to learn from guys that actually cared about the trade and, and wanted to be there and wanted to teach me. A lot of kids didn't have that. And I think one of the was that the story. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Endo. You, you said before I forget. I wanted to do this. So, <laughs> uh, and, and in that relationship with you and the what'd you call them? The apprentices. The, worker, the apprentices. So when you showed them that, right? You didn't go in and say, "Listen." This is the way you need to do this. You just presented a, an option. And I think the softness of that really helps people understand that it, you're not keeping score. Right. Right. You're turning to more like the referee at that time. Right. It's just like, here, let's, let me, you know, I can show you this. This is how I do it. It's a little easier. I feel it's like it's easier. That kind of thing. Right. But if there was a bad relationship in there and there was, things that you'd tolerated or things that they hadn't listened to you or you've kept giving advice that they didn't listen to, or they didn't like, it would have not gone that well. Right. So, and I think that's where in a lot of times in the person, more personal relationships, the, the keeping score and the lack of communication it never can be, it can never be resolved. It just, I mean, it can be, but, if things don't change, it can't be resolved because it's never going to, you're never going to equal it out. It'd be very difficult right. to do that. Right. It's not like, you know, somebody goes out and sweeps the porch off and they're like, that was the one thing that settles this. Right. <laughs> we're back to even. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, we're all tied up. <laughs> we're all tied up now. Bottom of the night. But so, but I, I like the way that you presented that to them and and the fact that there was some pride that you had in yourself when you turned around and saw the elevator watching and right. learning too. But it's you're, just nice to be acknowledged. Yeah. And that's segueing into how how to help this. 
keeping score. First of all, absolutely got to communicate, even if it's positive communication, even if it's repetitive and understanding that these things don't get fixed a lot of times in one conversation. Right. Right. But not so much what they're doing wrong, but what your needs are. Exactly. So if. What's that called? Me first speech or something like that. But if, if you came home and Ash didn't ask you, Hey, can you take the baby so I can get a shower? I haven't had one. You would have never known if she'd have harbored exactly. some anger or anything, then that would have kept the, that would have started the scorekeeping. Right. And, if you zero it out every day, right? Talk about it at the, at the end of the day and go back to zeros. <laughs> right. Then it, that would quarter. also that would also be effective way of doing. It. So you're actually you're communicating before the anger or before the buildup of the anger. Right. The other thing is actually honestly being happy for each other, right? And pointing out the good things. So if you if she wants you to take out the trash and she only talks about when you don't, that's not going right. to motivate you to take out the trash. If she started talking, say, Hey, thanks for taking out the trash, babe. That's going to motivate you to be the other way. Right. Right. When we get so deep in the scorekeeping though, that's a difficult conversation because it's just, everything's built up inside. Yeah. It's, so. <clears throat> it's funny that you like to use the trash analogy. Cause I'll forget to take the trash all, out all the time. And I try to take it out at night when I get like before I go to bed. If I don't do that, I'll try to remember to get it in the morning. But sometimes she'll be like, but she never says you forgot to take the trash out. She'll always say we forgot to take the trash out. So like it'll be a, a like because usually she won't notice until the trash trucks come in <laughs> that, right. I, that I didn't take it. out. It's my fault. It's not her fault at all. But just the way she words it, we forgot to take the trash out. I'm, and I'm always like, Ugh, of course I did. But it's another one of those just like little things that she says that I never get mad or feel like she's blaming me. I just get like, Oh, I got to remember. I got to remember. Like it makes me try to, and try to do better. It doesn't ever like make me angry that she's pointing out that I forgot the trash, but it's, <clears throat> it's been a long road and I don't want anybody listening to this to think that you and I are like, don't keep score or don't do it. I'm sure there's plenty of people I keep score with. There's plenty of, things that we do that are not do as we say, not as we do. Um, everybody tries to do their best, but obviously we're not perfect, but we also want to give everybody the tools to do, be as good as they can be. Well, and us, right? Exactly. We're, this is the whole learning <laughs> healing thing for us too. Um, the other, the other thing is, <clears throat> and, and it kind of goes with that. Um, Cause if, I think if somebody if, if somebody said we forgot to take out the trash and I knew it was my job, it might irk me. Yeah. It that might just irk me that just might reason. irk me. Well, that's because you guys have worked on it, right? Well, and I now, think she she also knows me, so she knows like it softens right. it for you. Right. Right. Yeah, so you know, making making the, the person the other person appreciated is another thing. Um and that's like, you know, we just we just talked about that a little bit with you know, thanks for taking out the trash or, you know, I was going to get sweeping the floor and she was like, I was going to get to that. Or you were, she's sweeping and you say, I was going to get to that. Thanks. It's acknowledging that. Right. And not going back the next night and saying, well, you didn't sweep the floor tonight. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. We got to if you stay in the positive, I think it it's a good thing. And then and then to have good clear boundaries. And in my boundaries, I mean those are places that you set as I don't want anybody to come past this. Right. So if it's if it's a personal boundary and and somebody's telling um an off collar joke or something and you don't like that, then say something to them. But don't you know you don't want to throw in their face or embarrass them in front. This is a conversation you can have afterwards, but you have to set your boundaries the next time that they know. Because right. if it doesn't, then they'll keep right. doing it and then you're going to keep getting more mad about it. And I think that's where those boundaries and you can move boundaries in and out. Once mm-hmm. they become too close to you or they get too close to the your comfort zone, you'll put up a huge wall, which is what I call barrier. And it's totally different. Right. Because that's just like slamming into a brick wall kind of thing. But that's, those are the things I think that would help making, making sure you're happy for the other person. If they're doing something, you're like, wow, that's really great. It's not like you're always doing that. Right. Right. So being positive, being, being upbeat on that and redo your perception of things because we perceive that job is yours. This job is mine. The perception doesn't have to be yours and mine. It's ours. And right. we can have those things that we frequently do, but it doesn't mean we're, we can't not do something. That makes sense. Good. All right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right. You got a call to action for today? I do, actually. My birthday is Sunday. And for my call to action, I would like, actually love, to have people – Share this with 25 people. And that'll, 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 that'll be my birthday gift from everybody. So if we can have every person share it with 25 people and they don't have to hold on to if they, you know, if they listen to it or not, just share it with them. And I'll share it with, with 25 people. And the message is, I think is so good. Our comments we're getting are so great. Yeah. Um, we could use more interactions from the people that are out there more, you know, we're here to help and we're here to do what we can. If you have a subject you want to hear, let us know. But yeah, my call to action this week is share it with 25 people for my birthday, please. Birthday. You're going to be what? 29? 30? Uh, it's 26. 26? Goodness. Reversed. I'm 37. How is this going to work? It's, it's new math. Oh, and uh, just a very happy birthday to Aunt Rhonda on Friday. Also, hopefully this comes out Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, my call to action is to. I want you to keep score on everything good that happened. Nothing bad. Not the bad stuff. Just keep score the good. And so remember, you are not broken. And you're not alone. If you can see you, if you can see you.